1: Welcome to another episode of Just Another Fanboy. I'm your host. My name is Steven, which rhymes with even, and I'm not leaving. I'm here to talk to you about a book. It's Monday, episode number 50, and I've got nothing. By that, I mean I have nothing special. I'm not not doing anything. Hey, it's the 50th episode. Let's party. Let's do something special. Here's 50 comics that... All have the word Farfignugan in them. No, I'm not doing anything like that. I'm just talking about just a comic book. Okay, that's all I'm doing. This also marks, however, the week that you're not getting just another fanboy five days a week. Episode 50 will be here on Monday. Episode 51 will be on Wednesday. Episode 52 will be on Friday. And that's how you're going to get just another fanboy. For the foreseeable future, until I just suddenly cancel it before the end of the year. <laughs> you think I'm joking! I might not be! But I digress. Today I'm going to talk about Undiscovered Country, issue number one. This was released on, well, last Wednesday, November six, two 2019. It was written by Scott Snyder and Charles Soule, with art by Giuseppe Camoncoli and Danielle Orlandini. Colors by Matt Wilson. Letters by Crank. Crank always has a exclamation point at the end of his name. You know, he used to do this podcast called The Crank Cast with Mike Norton. I wonder if that's still around. But you can't see the name there without the exclamation point and not go, Crank! This was also published by Image Comics. I don't know if I explained that. So the... The premise of this book I was really excited for. I don't buy a lot of new comics. I talk about that all the time, but I felt like this was one I had to buy because they've been talking about it all over the internets. The premise sounds really quite interesting, but I'll be honest with you, after I read it, I'm going to wait for the trade. I still want to read the book, but I bought the first issue. I'm interested But I'm not so interested that I'm going to buy the second issue when it comes out. I'll wait for the trade. But the premise is that America, 30, 30 some odd years ago, America closed itself off from the rest of the world. They built a big wall around the country. There appears to be some kind of magnetic shielding that they are behind. Nobody can get into America. Nobody outside of the country can get in. Present day, there is some kind of pandemic ripping through the world, affecting everywhere except for maybe America. Nobody knows. Nobody's heard anything out of America since they walled it off. Anybody not living in the country of America, it's a great mystery to the rest of the world. Nobody knows what's going on in there. Nobody knows who's in control. Nothing. It might as well be freaking Mars. And actually, it's even worse than Mars because they can't even stick a rover in there with a camera. They have no idea. What's going on inside this wall? Well, there's a pandemic they call Sky, some kind of crazy disease that uh, they are dumping. That it, It's really strange because there's these helicopters that go around and dump this uh, antiseptic or something from the, from, from the air to try to help with this pandemic, this disease. But uh, evidently it affects it. It hurts people. I was a little confused about that because there's a scene in the, in, in the beginning of the book where there's this woman, she's a doctor, she's trying to care for a kid who's, who may, who who's infected and the helicopters come to dump this stuff. And anybody who has a roof over their head, even if it's just an umbrella, they're protected somehow. Everybody else, if you don't have a roof over your head, if you get this stuff on you, I guess it's bad. So this dude comes up and tells her, Hey, uh, we need you, we need you to come with me. Uh, we got this message from America that we need you to listen to. And she's like, Well, that's impossible. America, nobody's heard anything about America for over 30 years. So they get this message from America that went through all the, the, um, the old emergency diplomatic channels from over 30 years ago. It had all the correct codes from back then. It, it came through and it was this guy, this doctor that says, Hey, look, I know it's been a while. Um, I know that you're not, you can't, see what we're doing over here, but we're still keeping an eye on everything out there. We know what's going on. we know about these new there's there's a, a like these two global alliances um, the union and the zone something like that. Um, we know about the wars that you've all been having between the union and the zone and we also know about Sky, this pandemic that you're dealing with. well, we have a cure and we're inviting you to come to America, we'll open up the gates for you, meet us here, and we'll, we'll give you the cure. We'll negotiate for the cure. So they put a team together, they head off to America, the gate is open, the big magnetic shield wall or whatever, they, they fly in in this helicopter, and once they're in American airspace, they're immediately shot down. They crash, they're in some kind of dusty desert land, they see a light off in the distance, they head for it while while the helicopter pilot stays to try to repair the helicopter. They get a ways away, this team, and the light appears to be just a television set hanging in these rocks. And so they look they, they're radioing back to the, the helicopter pilots, like, everything okay back there? And he's like, Yeah, wait a minute, somebody's coming. And they turn and they they they're up on this cliff or something, and so they can see out there the the helicopter and there's just this mass of vehicles and animals and people riding these animals just converging on this helicopter but if they're just like crazy weird some of these animals are like crazy weird snake things with with tentacles coming out of its mouth that somebody is riding and it what looks like a freaking land shark that somebody's riding and they're all just converging on this helicopter and one of the dudes, they, they come to the helicopter, and these people are, like, covered head to toe in this, um like, foil that one of the characters on the team describes as, like, the, the shielding that NASA would use on, um you know, sp- the space station and the spacecrafts and all that stuff. And uh, the head man... And they're, they're, they have goggles on and everything. You can't see anything. Can't see their faces, nothing. He, he's riding a buffalo and he comes up to the guy and he's like, no boots are allowed on American soil, no foreign boots. And so the freaking buffalo bites this guy's feet off. And of course, the rest of the team who are watching this, they're freaking out and they don't know what's going on. And somebody comes out of the rocks and says, you got to come with me. This, you know, you'll be safe if you come with me. Come with me if you want to live, you know, and, uh, so they they come with him, they go into the mountain and there's a group of people living there and they all look very frail and skinny and there's not that many. And the guy says, okay, I need you two. And there's the doctor and her brother. Her brother is somebody apparently she was estranged with. Um, he's on the team too. And the only reason he's on the team is because that at some point in the past, he successfully got into America. Um, he wasn't there for very long. he, he barely escaped with his life, apparently. But because he's the only one in over 30 years that has been inside the country since they walled it off, even if it was just for a small amount of time, they felt they needed him there. He knows the most. He knows more than anybody else about what America is now. So this guy says, I need both of you to come with me. The rest of you stay here. He takes him into this room. There's a uh, a poster on the wall of the country that has been scrawled—just all this stuff—is—is is been written all over it to show the state of the country now, and it's divided up into all these different segments. And so it doesn't look like the country is being controlled by you know, like a president or a centralized government. There's many different factions all over the country, and he ends up—he's covered head to toe. You can't see his face, and finally he takes his goggles and stuff, mask off, and he says, but "He's the—he's apparently the doctor." from the message that invited them over. But he looks a bit different. He looks more ragged. The doctor that was in the message, the video message, he was very clean cut and trim. And and uh, this guy is ragged and his hair is all over the place. He's got a big scar across his face. And that's how the issue ends. He warns them about the Destiny Man, who is the leader of the this group that attacked their helicopter pilot. And Again, I find it interesting enough that I do want to read more, but not interesting enough that I'm, I'm ready to pay for the next issue when it comes out. So I will get it when it comes on trade. Basically, what I'm saying is I was super excited for this book, and now I'm just excited for the book. You know what I'm saying? It didn't, it didn't meet the expectations, I guess, that I had built up inside my head. This first issue didn't anyway. Anyway. So yeah, I'm going to wait for the trade. The art was really good. I really enjoyed the art. I, I enjoyed the book. I'm not sure how else I can say that. I enjoyed the book. I just didn't enjoy it enough that I'm going to pay for the second issue. I, I'll i pay for a trade when it comes out, but I can wait for the trade on this one. And it it kind of sucks. It hurts my head. It hurts my heart to have to say that because I know just all, all across the interwebs, they have been hailing this book as... You know, it's sold the the first issue sold out, and they had to go to second printings. And it's supposed to be this hugely anticipated book, and maybe a lot of people have just really loved it. And again, I I'm not saying I didn't. I'm just not getting the second issue. I'm I'm waiting for the trade. I don't know what I was expecting from the book, and that's kind of the problem when it comes to uh, books and anticipate well, well anything that they announce. So far ahead of time, and they give you a little information and, hey, here's, here's just a hint of what this book is about. So then you've got months to try to speculate what is actually going to happen in this book, and you build up a certain idea of what you're expecting, just simply based on a blurb and maybe three preview pages. With movies, it's a little different, because a lot of movies will give you enough in a trailer that you know what you're going to get out of the movie. Some of them some of them are really good about just giving you enough to make you interested and then you see the movie and it just defies all your expectations. It's better than anything you thought it was going to be. Some movie trailers are horrible and they give you everything in the trailer and so the movie is not all that enjoyable because all the good stuff was in the trailer. Some movies give you a trailer and you go to the movie and it's a completely different movie and you're really pissed off about it. But this is a situation where, you know, they have to give you the, the the information about this stuff so far in advance. They gotta start marketing and teasing and all this stuff. And so I built up a certain set of expectations in my head. Again, I'm not sure what I expected. I didn't expect, I can tell you that I did not expect a what appears to be somewhat a post apocalyptic type of world that America seems to have regressed. And that there are freaking snake monsters and land sharks and stuff. I didn't expect that. I didn't expect what looks to be the Road Warrior. That's kind of what I—the Road Warrior with uh, mutant animals. That's what we got in this first issue. I don't. I wasn't expecting that. I was expecting. I don't know. I was still. Ex- I was still ex- expecting a uh, maybe a more technologically advanced country. And I don't know if this is—I don't know if they're trying to make a statement here with all that's going on politically right now, and the wall that they're building in, t- you know, at at the border, and all this nationalist stuff where uh, America first and all this. I don't know if they're trying to make this point of this is what happens when you close yourself off from the rest of the world. You're the country's going to go to crap. This is what's going to happen. It's not going to become the great, it's not going to become the great America again. It's going to go to crap. Maybe that's, I guess that's what, maybe that's what they're trying to say. That's the lesson they're trying to impart. For someone who leans a little to the left, I get what they're saying there, but it's not, I'm not trying to look at this story. I wasn't, and I wasn't going into this story looking at it in any kind of political bent. I wasn't looking at this story as, let's see what this has to say about the state of America today and what's happening in our in our nation's capital. I just wanted to read a, a fun story, and I'm not sitting here saying, "Oh, they're trying to make a political statement." That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying that because I wasn't looking at this through that lens. I didn't. I was expecting, I guess, something different. I was just thinking more in 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 an, in an imaginative, creative, sci-fi type of mind frame. What what could we get out of a country that's walled itself off? And you could either go dystopian or you can go the opposite direction. And I just, I was kind of hoping for a, uh, I mean, I kind of figured we would get a very totalitarian type of America that is still being ruled by one government, but more of a monarchy. And it was somewhat, there was a lot of technological advancement. I I don't know. I was, I don't know. I was almost expecting for the doors to open and it would be, like a modern kingdom, not, not necessarily a Nazi run type of place, but something similar to that. I wasn't expecting the road warrior. And because I had all this time to come up with my own expectation of what we were going to get when that wall opened up and we got to see what America was going to look like, and it wasn't what I was expecting, then I was disappointed. And that's the risk you run. When you, have, when you start announcing stuff and teasing stuff so far in advance without giving a lot of information, you don't want to give it all away. But if you don't give it some of it away, then people think it's going to be some one thing and it turns out to be another. And I feel like if I had not, if I had just come across, stumbled across this book on Wednesday, looked at the description and went, ooh, this sounds interesting. Let's just give it a quick read. I probably would have enjoyed it a lot more. So I think my own expectations kind of hurt my enjoyment of the book. But I know that if I wait for the trade and I go back to it after having let it sit and ruminate in my mind for a number of months, I probably will enjoy it a heck of a lot more. Because you know, if you listen to the show at all, if you've listened, if you've followed me for any number of years, you know I'm into post-apocalyptic road warrior type of stuff. I'm really into that. So this should be pushing all of my buttons. But right now, it it just really, it did... Like I said, I'm going to continue reading, but I'm waiting for the trade. All right. Well, that's all I got this episode. I guess I'll talk to you again on Wednesday. Hopefully, if everything aligns this week, we'll be talking about the first episode of The Mandalorian on Wednesday, which will have relaunched the, uh, this Tuesday, tomorrow. As we, As you listen to this, as this episode launches, Disney Plus is launching tomorrow. I'm taking the day off of work. I am totally nerding it out. Everybody has rolled their eyes at me when I've explained to them, oh, I'm taking Tuesday off so I can stay home and watch some stuff from Disney+. Plus." More specifically, I want to catch The Mandalorian. Because once my kids come home from school, they're not going to want to watch The Mandalorian. And I'm going to have to kick them out of the room in order to watch The Mandalorian. And I'm going to feel somewhat bad about that. So it's just easier for me to take the day off and watch it when nobody's there and then record something while I'm there and hopefully get it edited and ready to, to release on Wednesday. If not, you're going to get something completely different. So that'll be fun. What are we going to get for our episode on Wednesday? Does the world align in such a fashion that you're going to hear me talk about The Mandalorian? Or is that going to end up waiting till Friday? We'll see. Until then, I'm just another fanboy. Be nice to each other. You can find me on the World Wide Web at stevenorelse.com or find me on Twitter and Instagram by searching for at I also encourage you to subscribe to the show, leave us a five-star review, and share this episode with a friend. Just Another Fanboy is a proud member of the Comics Podcast Network. You can find that over at comicspodcasts.com. All links will be in the show notes.
0: Good job! (gasps)